Let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I'd like to look at verse 8. We're going through the book of Hebrews there in Fairmont. and This is a marvelous chapter, this chapter 8, where it speaks of the faith of God's elect. Hebrews chapter eight, chapter 11, verse 8 says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. In the first verse of this chapter, the Scripture sets forth concerning this glorious grace of faith. It says, faith is the substance, it's the confidence of things hoped for. We know this. We know that we're going to see our Lord. We know that, don't we? We see through a glass darkly right now. We see with eyes of faith, but we don't see perfectly clear. We don't have perfect faith. We do not have perfect faith. Only one had perfect faith, our Lord Jesus Christ. Only one. As our federal head, as the God-man mediator, he had perfect faith. I read in scriptures where the scripture says, Lord, increase our faith. Therefore, I know that our faith is not perfect. But I do know this, faith is given when Almighty God calls out one of his sheep, they believe him. Faith is the confidence. Someone could say, how do you know that Almighty God, how do you know that he has all power? I know that by faith. That's the confidence. I I know that. I know that. I don't have... What else does a fallen creature in Adam have? What else do you have by which you could have confidence in Almighty God? Faith is the substance. It's the confidence of things hoped for. It's the evidence. It's the proof of things not seen. It's the proof proof. Does the scripture say that Almighty God before the foundation of the world chose a people in Christ? Does it say that? Yes, it does. What kind of proof do you have that? Faith. 
That's the proof. That's the proof right there. We just talked about the Lord being made sin. Actually made sin. Actually made sin. Can you imagine that Almighty God would forsake His beloved Son? He would turn His back on Him. My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? He was made sin. And the Father is of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. What's the proof that he was made sin? Faith. Somebody say, well, you'd have to prove it to me. Well, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But, you, know, you know, faith. Faith. Now, the Scripture says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance... Now, here's what the Scripture says. The Scripture says this. The Scripture says he obeyed and he went out. Now, I want you to turn with me to Joshua. Book of Joshua. Joshua, Judges. Joshua, right after Deuteronomy, Judges. I mean, uh, Joshua. Joshua 24. And what I want to do is I want to look at what the Scripture has to say concerning where Abraham was when God called him. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to absolutely take what the Scripture has to say. This is what God has to say about where Abraham was. Joshua 24, verse 1, 2, 3. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and call for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges, for their officers. They presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nacar. That was Nacar was... Abraham's brother. And they served other gods. And I took your father, Abraham, from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. Now, from that passage right there, this is what the Scripture says. Abraham's place was when God found him. The Scripture says that he was serving with his daddy and his brother. They were serving other gods. That's what they were doing. He was a heathen. He was a heathen serving God. But from that passage right there, we observe the distinguishing grace of God toward those that he's been pleased to show mercy to according to his everlasting covenant of grace. Now, there was Abraham. He was worshiping and serving idols with his family. They get over there, he and his daddy and his brother and their fa families, they just they had them some gods. 
And they were blind to the glory of Almighty God. They did not know God. They weren't looking for God. Blind to their fallen nature. They didn't know that they were lost. They were serving God's little g. God's thinking that He was serving the God of all creation. He thought He was. You believe in God? Yes, I do. Look at Him right there. That's who He is. That's, I'm serving just like every other unregenerate. Right now, I came up in, in false, free will, man-centered religion. And I went to bed every night, said my prayers, and I prayed to my little G, little G God. Let me tell you who my little G God was. My little G God was God that came into this world to make salvation possible. And my little G God went to the cross and had all the sins of all mankind laid on Him. They really didn't have anything to do with Him. They were just kind of somehow close to Him because He just somehow kind of bore all the sins. And what he was going to do was pay the penalty of everybody's sins. And my little G God had all the sins of all mankind laid on him and he paid for them and paid for everybody's sins. And now that he has paid for everybody's sins, all man has to do is accept and I would sit in the congregation listening to that message and I would be praying to my little G God, praying that my little G God would have mercy and save, save people. Lord, would you make them? Lord, you've paid their debt. You've already put away their sins. Really, I heard Brother Henry say this one time. He said, really? That's not the person you need to be praying to. If the decision is left up to the man with the free will, pray to him. He's the one that you need to be beseeching. God already wants to do it. He's already done everything else. What else is he going to do, Paul? He's done everything. Why ask him anymore? Why don't I ask this one? He's the one that's the hold up. What a little G God. That is, that's horrible. Horrible. And here was Abraham serving. Yeah. Look at it in the, in the scriptures. Joshua 24, verse 2. The last word in that second verse is little G, God's little G's. Nobody's. But according to God's good pleasure, according to His purpose to show mercy and compassion to whomsoever He will, this is what the book of Joshua, this is what Joshua sets forth. He said, He took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. 
Isaac was going to have to be born. Isaac was in was in the lineage. Our Lord Jesus Christ came right there. You go back and look in Matthew and see, look at the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and Isaac is there. He had to be. Abraham was too old. Sarah was too old. That's another message. That was I prepared that message. It's called the faith of Sarah. Uh, but nonetheless, he gave him Isaac. And the Lord, according to that scripture right there, he says that there was Terah, his father, Nacar, his brother. And the scripture says that the Lord was pleased to pass by Terah. Abraham's daddy, Nacar, his brother. And he showed mercy to Abraham. They were doing the same thing. Same exact thing. Doing nothing different from anyone else. The daddy and the two boys, they were serving their gods. Let me ask you this. Romans 9, 21. Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump? To make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. I, uh, I, think, I think about that word make right there. I've brought this out before, but you know why I want to bring it out again? Because I'm so forgetful. So you bear with me and you let me make mention of this again. That word make right here. When Almighty God in Genesis one twenty six said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. The word make there is to appoint. Appoint. Let us appoint man in our image. Who is the image of the Lord, uh, who is the image of Almighty God? It, you know it's the Lord Jesus Christ, the express image of God. How do we know who God is? The Lord said, You see me, you've seen the Father. He is the express image. There is the fullness of the Father, Son, and the Spirit bodily in Him. That's, that's way beyond our understanding. But by faith, we believe that. That's the evidence of that. That's the proof of that statement. We believe it. That's the proof. Can you imagine? That's, that's all the evidence that we need. What other evidence do we need? we got God's Word and God's faith. And we believe God. Let us make man. Let us appoint man. In our image, that is, let us appoint man, all men, according to our image. All men are made. All men are appointed. All men are appointed. Hath not the potter power over the clay the same luck to make, to appoint, to consider one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Does God have the right to make one image unto honor and another unto dishonor? Does God have the right to do that? Yes, He does. So created He man in His own image. There again, I love I, I just 
if men only read what the Scriptures say and look up the Word, so created, this is what it means, to make fat, to prosper, or to cut down. So created He them. Does the potter have the right to do that? Yes, he does. Male and female created he them. Isaiah 51, 1 and 2. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock from whence you're hewn, and to the hole of the pit from whence you're digged. And it says, look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Does God Almighty have the right to pass by Terah and Nacar and call Abraham? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, the freeness of God's distinguishing grace and mercy. Did God have the right? To call you that believe. Yes, he did. He had the right. He said, I made you. Can I not do with my own as I please? Oh, but also in the call of Abraham. I see the distinguishing grace of God right there. There was his daddy and his brother. And he called Abraham. But I want you to consider... The long-suffering of Almighty God. The mercy and long-suffering of God toward His own for Christ's sake. You know, 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack. He doesn't delay. Concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but His long-suffering, He's patient, forbearing, not easily provoked. He's long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And you know who he's talking about. He's talking to God's sheep. God, he's long-suffering to God's sheep. He's long-suffering to His people. I want you to turn with me. Now, we, we looked at the distinguishing grace of God to call out Abraham. There was his daddy, his brother, and him. He called Abraham. He said, you remember Abraham. Him alone I blessed. Him alone I called. Turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis 12 verse 1. I want to show you something that is wonderfully comforting and amazing. Genesis 12 1. Now the Lord... Now, I want you to read exactly what it says. Now, the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 4 says, So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Now the preacher, Stephen, under the direction of God's Spirit, reveals something about 
Abraham's move that we don't completely see right there. I want you to turn to Acts 7. Acts chapter 7. Verses 2 to 4. Acts 7. Verse 2 to 4. This is what Acts 7, 2 to 4 says. And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Charon, and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and come unto the land which I will show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans, and dwelt in Charon, and from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land wherein ye now dwell. Before Genesis 12, 1, when Abraham was still in Mesopotamia, in the land of the Chaldeans, God had said to him, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred. All right? I want you to turn back to Genesis 12, 1, and I want to show you something. And you know, a moment ago I said, Now I want us to read exactly what's being said here. I'm going to go back and read that again and show you something concerning the Lord's long-suffering. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Abraham had left and had come to a place called Charon. And he brought his dad with him and Lot, his nephew, and he stayed there until his dad died. When the Lord told Abraham the first time, he was still in Mesopotamia where his daddy was and his brother was, where they were making idols and worshiping idols. That's where God first spoke to him. And he told him to go to a place that I'm going to show you. I want you to leave your family, your brethren, your house. Leave everybody. Leave everybody. And you go to a place. You go to this place that I'm going to give you later for an inheritance. And before he got there, he stopped. Stopped in this place. Oh, the mercy of God. That Almighty God, for Christ's sake, would not destroy His people for their disobedience. He went to a place that his daddy let him out. He took Lot with him. He didn't leave his brethren. He didn't leave his family. He didn't. He stopped, and before he got to the promised land, he stayed in a place in Charon 
and stayed there until his daddy died. That's not what God told him to do. God told him, said, you leave your family and you go to the place that I'll tell you. After his dad died, he left. And then he still took Lot with him. He still didn't leave his family, his brethren. But in light of God's distinguishing grace and mercy and long-suffering, the Scripture says in Hebrews 11.8, this is what the Scripture says that Abraham did. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go unto a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He obeyed. That's what God said. Genesis 12, 1, the Lord told him, Get thee out of the country. Get thee out of the country. Go to the place that I'm going to show you. That wasn't a general call. That was an effectual call. There is a general call. Many are called. Few are chosen. But Abraham was called to go out into a place that he should receive for an inheritance. When God's sheep are called out, they do come out. They do. They do. But oh, the presence of sin. Oh, the struggles that we have. Oh, that which we must deal with every day. Paul the Apostle says, Oh, wretched man that I am. God's people called out of darkness, called out of unbelief, given a new heart. God called him and made him willing in the day of God's power. He believed God. There's no doubt the Scripture says he believed God. Abraham was one of God's chosen, God's elect. The Scripture says concerning his people, you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Abraham was called to leave his country, his kindred, his very father's house. We're called to come out. Come out from among them. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Don't have any other gods before me. But let me ask you something. Who would stand up right now and say, I've, I've done it perfectly. I've forsaken all. I have no other gods before Him. I let nothing come between me and the worship of Almighty God. I let nothing separate me before Him in prayer. I don't, do, I don't do anything but that which is pleasing unto Him. Who would dare raise their hand and say that? Oh, the mercy of Almighty God. God had originally told Abraham when he was still first in the place he found him, you come out. Leave your daddy, leave your mama, leave your family, leave everything. You come out to the place that I'm going to show you and he got this far. And that's where he stayed till his daddy died. Come out 
and go to the place that I'm going to show you. Leave everything. And he took Lot with him. Before it was all said and done, Almighty God separated Abraham and Lot. Did it through a squabble that they were having. Had a squabble over some land. Shepherds had a, had a fight. Abraham came to Lot and he said, Listen, we're brethren. We can't do this. Why don't you take whatever you want and I'll take what's left. God Almighty had told him to leave. You leave your family. And God separated them. And he sent Lot over there and he set his eyes toward Sodom. Abraham took the rest. And God was going to destroy Sodom. And Abraham knew that Lot was in Sodom. You're not going to destroy. If there's any righteous, you wouldn't destroy them for 50, 40, 30. Would you destroy the place if there was 10 righteous? He had Lot on his heart. Almighty God, for Christ's sake, saw Abraham in his blessed son. There's the Old Testament account of, of what Abraham did. Come out. He didn't. Leave your family. Leave your land. Leave your home. He hesitated. When it was all said and done, Almighty God gave this blessed account. And for you and I this, this evening, this afternoon, Here's the scripture. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out in a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. My friend, because he changes not. I'll go back to that scripture that we just looked at a minute ago. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. You supplanters. You tricksters. You connivers. Aren't you thankful for the long-suffering of Almighty God? I might uh, take a look at myself. I'd hate to bring it out in front of you and, you know, but I can reflect on myself. I'm talking about since I was converted. I don't even want to talk about before, but since I was converted. The inconsistencies of this, this center right here. The inconsistencies that I see in myself. Lord, as I said a minute ago, if you marked iniquity, who could stand? But to hear the blessed promise that he has said in that day, You'll separate the sheep from the goats. And to the sheep, he'll say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Lord, the thoughts that I've had, the inconsistencies of my heart, Lord, only in Christ, only by looking at Christ, could Almighty God say, when Abraham was called to go into a place that he should later inherit, he obeyed. 
he obeyed, and he went out, not knowing where he'd go. Lord, look upon me in Christ. Lord, consider me in your blessed Son. Lord, for it's only in him that you're well pleased with me, accepted in the Beloved. For Christ's sake, amen.